Hello there. Oh my gosh, we haven't done one of these, like, a regular episode since June. It's been a long time. Yeah, I had to go back and look today. I was like, literally, when was the last time we recorded a not bonus? Two and a half months. We went from a bonus drought to four. Bonus extravaganza. Yeah, it was. Dear friends, if you haven't listened to our bonus series um, about Rebels, we recapped each season of Essential Episodes that you should go and listen to. It was a great series. We had a lot of fun. It was very silly and delightful. And uh, yeah, highly recommend. Even if you've started watching Ahsoka, if you're like, hey, who are all these people that they're talking about? We have the answers for you in our bonus series. How useful those answers are is up for debate. Yes. But they're answers nonetheless. Yeah. So what else have you been up to, Laura, in this delightful summer that is coming to a close yeah very happy that it's coming to a close here because it's been quite hot we dealt we had the heat wave in chicago now alice has the heat wave on the east coast it's not great but in the meantime when it's not been hot my sister and i started using this new app called too good to go and i need to tell you about it is it the number two or spelled out two as in two (laughs) two as in t-o-o too. <laughs> this isn't like an ad or you're like a sponsorship or anything, you guys. I'm just like, this is just useful information. Because everything's so expensive nowadays, I learned about this on TikTok. And you can basically sign up with like different restaurants, bakeries, coffee shops um, to like pick up the stuff that they're probably just going to like throw away at the end of the day because it's like almost expired or whatever. And so you sign up for like surprise bags. So it's kind of this like low risk gamble that you can go like pick up a bunch of stuff from your a local bakery for like $5. So I the first time I did it, I got these three massive loaves of bread from this bakery down the street. The other day I did one from a coffee shop and it was like three donuts and like two pastries. And they were so, so good. Like they're supposed to be like kind of at the end of their life, but they're, they're still good. I mean, like shit, it was, it was awesome. So yeah, I learned about it on TikTok Eataly does these too good to go bags, and I really want to get one of the Eataly ones because that's what the girl on the TikTok I saw did. Ooh. And I really, really want one, but they're like, they sell out like that. Yeah. In the app. But anyway, look into the app, especially if you're in a big city. And if you're like me, you really, really, really don't like to waste food. It kind of makes you feel better about things, and you get to like give some money to a local business. Although Eataly's not a local business, but a lot of the places that are on it are. So yeah, worth looking into. Too good to go. That's so cool. I bet my town doesn't have it, but maybe. I'll look into it because that's yeah. awesome. You never know. And it'll be easier for you because you drive. I don't drive here, so my, I'm very limited as to like things that are near my work or things that are near my home. And I don't have a, I don't, I t- don't tend to go a lot in between. Driving is delightful. I love having freedom. Yeah. I was just thinking how different my life would have been during COVID if I had a car. It would have been nice to like maybe pop in the car and go do a little, I don't know, road trip, clear your mind, get out of town. Rose and I did that once. We did rent a car once and we just went on a little hike in some little woods area in Illinois. God, I just ordered more masks today. Kind of have to. Gearing up for flu season. Yeah. It's not great. We, we're we very stocked up here, and I got a bunch of those 3M Aura ones that are really nice. I, like, bought those for Celebration 2022, 
and never got sick. So I stand by those and I will stand by them forever. Unfortunately, I think I did also wear them at Celebration 2023 and I did get sick. So go figure. But what can you do? Oh, you know? wow. Yeah, it's all good. A for effort? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Bless you. Speaking you. of flu season. <laughs> <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah. You know what else has perfect timing? What, Alice? That would be episode 102. Yikes, I was about to say episode two. A Force Toast, a Star Wars happy hour. It is August 26th. Wow. I'm Alice. I'm Laura. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome or welcome back to like real episodes, like we said earlier. Yeah. Weird. I feel like I'm rusty. Kind of. We'll get back into it. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. you know, we'll feel it out. All right. Happy hour. What are we drinking? All right. I've got a lovely Bill's Oberon. I was out drinking last night with friends, and I'm a little hungover, but hair of the dog. That's what that's what we like to do here. Nice. So I got my lovely Kalamazoo, Michigan, Bell's Oberon. What are you drinking today, Alice? I have my sugar-free wine, but I mixed it up. So it's the Bev Glam Sparkly Can, and it's a sparkling rosé today. I was going to say, it's a pink can. Mm-hmm. Lovely. It's delightful, delicious, and no sugar. Very nice. Gotta mm-hmm. love that. It fits with my low-sugar attempt at life housekeeping we got stuff we got lots of fun stuff man we both have stuff yeah do you want to start alice what do you why don't you kick us off sure so in july i recorded with rogue rebels and we talked about the marvel run of the higher public um that night my microphone went out so i was using my phone and earbuds earpods whatever they're called so sorry if i sound like crap um but yeah Sal and I had like an awesome conversation and so much fun and we kind of veered off into higher public in general, but that's cool. So that was a lot of fun and that was the first guest spot I've done in years, I'm pretty sure. Wow. And then also it's a double doozy one. Uh, Laura and I both hung out with Dave for what Star Wars means to you. And Laura, I think your episode came out a few days ago. It did. It came out on August 10th. So that is in uh, the What Does Star Wars Mean to You feed. If you go and find that, there's there's two others that are out at the moment, too, uh, ahead of mine. But you don't have to scroll down far. And Alice is, is coming out soon, I'm guessing, yeah? Yeah, a few weeks. TBD. Very nice. Rogue Rebels must have been fun. Sal is so fun to talk to, and he's mm-hmm. so enthusiastic about the High Republic. So it's just... And so are we. So it's a total blast when we get to get, get together and talk about our favorite Star Wars book stuff. Absolute delight. I was so bummed that my phone was acting up and I like ruined everything. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I listened to a little bit of it. It didn't sound as bad as you probably think, honestly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I've also got a bunch of episodes of The Jedi Way that I've done. Uh, John Roca and I were recapping some Clone Wars episodes, some Sabine-centric Rebels episodes, some Ahsoka-centric episodes of Rebels. So you can find those in the Jedi Way feed on the Outlaw Nation YouTube channel. And then most recently, we finally got our third Kevin Smets back to join us for uh, the Jedi Way. He joined us for our Ahsoka review of episodes one and two. So those are out on YouTube now as well. Nice. Yeah, good times. On to the news. People still striking. Studios still not cooperating and being stupid. Yeah. This is not going well, apparently. every I feel like every time I hear of something, any updates in the news, it's just like, well, the AMPTP came back and struck down another deal and made no effort to negotiate whatsoever. The AMPTP. <laughs> 
The Imp. <laughs> Get a better acronym. I mean, like, WGA sounds awesome. SAG after is awesome. Imp. Does not. Doesn't Imp. work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I think I probably just, like, spit all over my microphone trying to say that. Welcome, flu season. Yeah, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers is the negotiating body that is uh, not negotiating very well, unfortunately, with SAG and with with the WGA. So here we are, still in uh, kind of a standstill because, yeah, there's there's just nothing good happening with it at the moment, which is really unfortunate. They won't be able to hold out forever. Yeah, I hope not. I'm like, eventually they're going to want to start making money again, I imagine, the studios and, yeah. I mean, everybody will, but the studios need to really, like, get their shit together. It was really interesting because Tony Gilroy uh, made a speech on August 24th in New York's in New York at a WGA protest. And it was a really moving speech. You can find it on Reddit. It's like a seven, eight minute long um, thing. And he, he gave a little bit of insight into it and basically talked about how like the AMPTP now is like, I mean, if you know you what it is. pronounce it right, Laura. Yeah, that's, that's it. I'm so sorry. The AMPTPT is uh it's like a it's a con- collective of like all these major film studios so it's this collective of like all of these companies that are in competition with each other and so they are not in any way unified and they're not organized and they've got all these people coming to the negotiation table who've never had to like deal with this before that they weren't there in 2007 during those strikes definitely weren't there in 1960 for those strikes so it's just a very disorganized mess which is making them not a good body of people to negotiate with not to mention it's being run by a bunch of like greedy billionaires so all in all it's not going well but tony gilroy's speech is uh very informative and moving and he connects it very well to like his personal life and the whole journey that he's been on as a writer and as a second generation guild member i guess his father was uh in the wga as well Hmm. yeah i saw like a little clip of it on twitter it's very passionate yeah very good Yeah, it was great. He likens the writers uh, to the natural resource of the industry that is being strip mined. And I thought that was a very, that was a very, like, good image, I think, to compare to. So we'll link to that. The version that I saw on Twitter is only like four or five minutes. The full talk, I think, is like seven or eight minutes. And he ends it with one way out the line, iconic line from Andor. So it's it's worth listening to if you want to get a little bit, you know, of insight into one writer's sort of personal journey. Still can't believe Fran Drescher. Drescher? Yeah. That's a hard <laughs> word to say. It's like the president of... SAG, yeah. SAG, yeah. What yeah. how they get elected? Like, do you think they campaign? Or do you think people were like, oh, it's the nanny? <laughs> and they were just like that. We-, we vote for her. I have no idea, but Ronald Reagan was the president of SAG in 1960 during really? that strike. Isn't that wild? It was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> um, and that motherfucker sucks. He ruined this whole country. But that uh, is another conversation. Um, that was back when it was SAG. Now it's sag AFTRA which includes uh, radio people as well, as I understand it. On July 13th, Bob Iger, president of Disney, stuck his foot in his mouth and said completely tone-deaf, ridiculous things, prompting every other studio head to uh, clamp down and not speak a single word to the media, which is probably a good way to go for them, uh, because 
what he said was so stupid and tone deaf. It's like it from his billionaire summer camp that he was attending. I'm just like, I don't, there are so many levels here of stupid. I, I don't understand. <laughs> it was so weird in the article, like seeing his salary broken out. I think yep. it said like $78,000 a day. That's his like two year deal that has like the $25 million in stock options or something over two years. It's like, dude, come on. It's just ludicrous. And that's probably part of the reason that the uh, Amped Pit hired a new PR firm <laughs> to like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is stupid. Um, that's probably why they hired a new PR firm to sort of manage their strike response because uh, they desperately need it because they're getting nothing but bad press. The press is fully on the side of the WGA and SAG-AFTRA, rightfully so. Um, so yeah, don't blame them for getting a new PR firm. Hopefully that PR firm will advise them to, for God's sakes, come to some kind of agreement and understand that you don't need to be paying your CEOs this much money. Mm -hmm. Fucking ludicrous. I mean, the press also gets, you know, like impacted by AI stuff and yeah, people who think they can do those jobs but can't. Or a machine can, yeah. TikTokers. Hey, Smith, some of those people are legit, though. I'm like, and there are some real media people that are embracing it in the ways that probably most media should. Gotta stick with what's new, you know? Yeah, I don't I don't have TikTok app. I'm resisting. Best of luck to you. I gave in in March 2020. No, haven't looked back. It's been around that long? Oh, it was long. It was around long before that. It was, yeah, before it was TikTok, it was called, like, Musical.ly. That was, like, the name of the company, I think, that owns TikTok. Oh. And then they changed it to TikTok. But, like, people were doing dances and all kinds of weird shit on TikTok even before thought, March 2020. I'm so bad with time nowadays. I thought it had only been around, like, a year. <laughs> oh, no, Alice. No. It's like, everything that seems new or that I, like, I'm like, oh, it's been a year, right? <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> You're like, no, all the young whippersnappers have been on TikTok since, like, pre-pandemic i was a during pandemic uh adoptee of mm-hmm. the tiktok i'm enjoying it quite I, yeah i'll never i'll never get rid of it i love it so much yeah my boss's boss was telling me i should download it and i was like no <laughs> all right that teach their own it's like oh but it's fun i was like i have other things to do with my time like my peloton treadmill walks that i love you didn't get a Peloton treadmill, though, right? You just go mm-hmm. on walks around the neighborhood? Well, I do the app. Yeah. And the app, you don't have to have the treadmill. And there's a treadmill in my apartment complex. There's nice. There's a gym. Yeah. And the app's cheaper if you don't own their equipment. Yeah. Which is weird. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Our Peloton <sighs> bikes in my office, like, we're both trying to update software the other day, and I couldn't ride them. And I had to write uh... an, e- an e- <laughs> angry email to the gym guy and be like hello i don't have time to stand here for 30 minutes while this machine updates can you please fix it and he did so that's my story it's not a very good story a very strongly worded email about how peloton is life (laughs) it wasn't strongly worded it was brief because i had already been standing there for 15 minutes trying to get the damn bike to update i was like fine i'll just get on the elliptical so angry it's a major first world problem (laughs) it'd be way too hot to do those walks outside although peloton app does have like outdoor walks they're just audio but i walk all the time with my dogs and it's hot and they're treadmills for free like down the hill Mm. you know what i listen to a lot when i go on my walks uh 
when, sometimes I go in the evening. Sometimes I go in the morning with Rose. Rose gets up and walks every morning around the neighborhood. Oh. It's her thing now. Good. But I will get up and I'll listen to the whole Barbie soundtrack and just go on a walk for the entire soundtrack. It's so fun. God, that movie was fucking hilarious. Brewski so beers. <laughs> <laughs> Laura's got a brewski beer and her Mojo Dojo Casa house. Sublime! I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I beach. Uh, that... Did I tell you about the little four-year-old that was sat next to me in the Barbie movie? Oh, God. You poor thing. No. So there was a dad. It was like a dad and daughter on like a day out. I'm like, well, that's sweet. Like a, you know, like seeing a dad take daughter on an activity. But I was like, I don't think this movie is going to be what he probably thinks this movie is. He probably saw Barbie and thought, great. And then didn't think anything of it being PG-13 or the entire theater being filled with adults. Um, As soon as the conversation started going on about beaching off and beaching (laughs) people off, um, they walked out. Oh, my God. That's like right at the very beginning. They didn't last long at all. Wow. No. Oh, God, that movie was a delight. I'm glad it's like kicking ass and like number one income Warner Brother movie. Yeah, like Great. beat the shit out of Oppenheimer, as I understand it. So good on them. I still want to watch Oppenheimer, but I'm going to wait for streaming. Oh, God, I've got yeah. a bunch of Amazon credits from delaying deliveries. Yeah, aren't those fun? I like I <laughs> yeah. like having a, an excuse to use those and buy movies. But yeah, the Oppenheimer movie is like, what, three hours long or something? Mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to need to give myself an intermission and a bathroom break. Mm-hmm. Or maybe four bathroom breaks. Shit. I mean, f- that's a long movie, man. Yeah. I've heard it's good things, though. Movie. I've heard nothing but good things about it. So I'm just excited that Josh Hartnett's in it because I fucking love Josh Hartnett. I'm still just thirst trapping over him like there's no tomorrow. Like, I don't even know if that's a verb, but I just made it one. And I rewatched all of Penny Dreadful, like, last weekend and the weekend before because I was just so much in love thinking about Josh Hartnett. Oh, I need to do that, too. I need it. So good. Oh, my God. Opening credits. Showtime shows have bomb opening credits. Yeah. Like, Penny Dreadful, amazing. Homeland, amazing. Dexter, amazing. Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is okay. I think it's more like past ones that are good. Uh, Weeds was really good. Californication was really good. Showtime used to be on it. Before you could even be considered to have your show on Showtime, they had to be like, show us your opening credits. Show us. Show us your Mm -hmm. opening credits. If it sucks, it's a no. It's literally all they need to know. They don't give a shit about anything else, I bet. Oh, God, so fucking good. It was a great show. Timothy Dalton, also very attractive. Yeah. Uh, He's great. Yeah. Speaking of uh, thirst-trapping TikTok, very attractive, Pedro Pascal, Mandalorian, back to Star Wars, really obscure pivot there. Listen, there are lots of Pedro. Pa- I mean, he's had his moment on TikTok. I feel like we're a little, we're done with Pedro Pascal on TikTok a little bit right now. Like, I don't see as many thirst posts for him. But mm-hmm. you know, just wait till these strikes are over and he's back doing new stuff. He'll he'll be back. Yeah, I need you to Google the Josh Hartnett ones for me and send them to me. Yeah, no, Alice, I refuse to do that. Just get TikTok yourself. You no. just need to get it yourself. I'm not doing that. I'm just not. I, I am standing in opposition to this until you just download the app. Okay, for realsy, back to Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> Mandalorian's dropping, like, in real life stuff in December. 
And by that, to translate, uh, we're going to get DVDs, Blu-rays, and whatever 4K Ultra HD is. I don't even know what that is, but we're getting physical media for The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2 in December of this year, which is exciting. But why just 1 and 2? I don't know. I'm like, I guess it takes some time to transfer all that shit to physical media. I I have no idea. I mean, Season Mm -hmm. 3 just came out, so maybe this 1 and 2 thing has been in the works for a while. Yeah, what I'm really excited about is gag reel. I hope people post those on YouTube and stuff because I'm not going to buy... I mean, the DVD player I have is a PS2 Slim. I don't know if it even works. (laughs) Yeah, that's a throwback, man. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have a Blu-ray player, so I would uh, maybe, maybe get these, question mark? I don't know. I feel like this is a good response, though, to like, you know, they took Willow off of streaming and I'm mm. like, people are like, wait a minute, what like what happens if they ever take the Mandalorian off of streaming? What am I supposed to do? Or even like Obi-Wan or something like that. I'm like, I want to be able to watch that show. Yeah. So this is nice that there's like a little bit of an insurance policy. And uh, there's, a, I think, a big market out there for people who like physical media still. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, they're supposed to include a gag reel and deleted scenes and featurettes for both seasons one and two. Uh, Marvel's also releasing Loki season one and WandaVision. Those are coming out in September and November. WandaVision was so good. That's one I haven't gone back and rewatched. I do. I really liked Loki, though. So I will go back and rewatch before season two comes out, which I think is soon. It's October. I didn't like Loki that much. It was too confusing for my brain to handle. But I'll watch season two. Right on. Yeah. All right. So speaking of live action Star Wars, this isn't really news, but I just wonder if it could be news, if it's maybe a little hint of news to come. Uh, Voice actor Jim Cummings, who voiced many, 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 many characters over his very long, illustrious career in voice acting, also voices Hondo Anaka in Star Wars and the Clone Wars and in Rebels. And he posted a tweet on August 21st, sort of hinting that there's a possibility that I feel like we might see Hondo in live action at some point. Like... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not too sure. I like, I don't want to read into this, but I do want to read into it because I want live action Hondo very much. I'm kind of wondering, you think he would maybe be in that ghost crew, skeleton crew? Oh, that seems very like that would, I would think that would be very likely. That kind of seems like it would be more of a, more of a fit than Ahsoka. Yeah. His tweet was specifically about Ahsoka. He said, who else thinks Hondo Anaka deserves a live action Star Wars debut? Come on, Disney, perhaps on an episode of Ahsoka or The Mandalorian. Wink face. I'm reading into it. I think it's going to be something. Yeah, give me Hondo. I don't care when, where, how, who. Down with it. Me too. I'm very excited. But if it's not Jim Cummings playing the character, it needs to sound like Jim Cummings mm-hmm. as Hondo. I will, not accept, I will not accept a different sounding Hondo. Otherwise, that completely defeats the purpose. For sure. Next up, Lando has been resurrected, a show that I was like, eh, it's not happening. I'd kind of thought that too. This was back in late July. Uh, They announced that Donald Glover and his brother Stephen Glover are going to be writing the Lando series. Uh, Allegedly, Justin Simeon exits the show. And from what I understand, he learned about this, like when we all learned about it, when this news story came out on Variety, at least that's the article we're looking at, that's apparently how he learned that he was... I mean, I think he knew he wasn't writing it, but I think that's how he learned that, like, it would actually be Donald Glover and his brother, which is kind of, I don't know, interesting. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit of a burn. By the way, this deal was made before the writer's strike started. It just wasn't announced until July 27th, 
uh, yeah. that they'd be writing the show. So allegedly the Lando series will happen at some point if Donald Glover and his brother are going to be writing it, assuming they're not writing now since they're on strike. So who the hell knows when it'll actually happen. Everything, every scheduled everything I think is up in the air for the time being. Reality TV is still going strong. I'm glad I like reality TV. Oh, God. Yeah. Not, not for me. Except for cooking shows. I do love cooking shows. Next up, The High Republic Phase 3 is upon us. Almost. In October it is. Although there are some people who may have picked up a hard copy of the anthology series Tales of Light and Light at Comic-Con. That came out at Comic-Con back in uh, late July, but it'll come out for everybody else on September 5th. Good, because I still have another book to read. Yeah, yeah. We also have From a Certain Point of View that's out. That doesn't come out until August 29th, but so that'll be first, actually. But lots of Star Wars books we'll have to talk about, which is good, honestly. Books and comics. <gasps> yes! Oh my <laughs> god! The Shadows of Starlight miniseries. This comic series is going to be four issues by Charles Soule. And the first one, this is our first phase three piece of media, I think. Besides the Tales of Light and Life, which includes phase one, two, and three stories. But the first official phase three thing is October 4th, 2023. That'll be the first issue of Shadows of Starlight. I can't wait. Star Wars loves releasing published media on my birthday wow look at that mm -hmm. that must be a tuesday right it's a thursday oh no it's a wednesday oh. i don't know i just know i'm not working <laughs> good for you no you're right october 4th is wednesday yes comics are on wednesdays i forget books are on tuesdays usually cool very exciting so each issue of shadows of starlight is going to start at the fall of starlight beacon and then cover a one-year period after and it sounds like the first one is going to be centered on the Jedi Council in general. I think that maybe one issue is going to focus on Elzar Man. I feel like I saw some like images of him Ooh. from this series. So I don't know if that's he's just part of the Council episode issue or if he's got his own issue. But I'm excited either way. Love Elzar Man. Can't wait. I'm excited. I wonder if these are going to be like where there's only one out every month. Yeah, it is. I have such a hard time with comics because of waiting one month and then I forget about it. Yeah. Yeah, this first one's October 4th. The second issue is November, like early November. And then the third and fourth don't have release dates yet, as I understand it. Bummer. I know. Hmm. That's okay. Well, what's not a bummer is there was a High Republic like YouTube Christina Ariel show in July and they handed her an envelope, and she opened it. And on the card in the envelope, it said, Buriaga lives. Yay! Which, like, we figured he did. But, like, yay anyway. Whee! Burry lives. Can't wait. Love it. I'm still going to wear my shirt. I have my Brian Ward-designed tank top that says, Buriaga lives, question mark, in the style of Ahsoka. And I'm still going to wear it because I love it. Awesome. It's a good one. Um, Very exciting. And, yeah, apparently that story of Buriaga surviving the fall of Starlight Beacon is in Tales of Light and Life. In the anthology book. I started reading it. I haven't gotten to that story, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. The first story in the book is about Marta and it's so good. Ooh. Yeah, I like it. I'm excited. I like her. Well, I mean, she's kind of evil, but she's interesting. Yeah, she's like super evil. Mess. It's great. Yikes. Yeah. Okay, so other comics news. The High Republic Phase 3 comics by Kevin Scott, with which is going to have art by Ario and Nindito who was my favorite artist in phase one. Those comics that he did the art for were like, hands down, 
absolutely gorgeous so perfect so it sounds like he's going to be doing all the art for these issues in phase three those start november 2023 and they revealed the cover of issue one at comic-con it's got keeve on it jedi master keeve and she's got a new hairdo like didn't she kind of have like a mohawk type thing or like half a shaved head yeah and now she's got like beyonce hair she does all the single ladies music video hair it's it's a big big poof on top of her head and then like long smooth it's it's very different than Kiev phase one. But yeah, she's a master now and she's on this cover with, of all people, Lorna D. Oh my gosh, it's exactly Beyonce, all the single ladies here. Oh my God. Google it. <laughs> I'll put a picture in the outline. Oh my God, it totally is. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, get it, Keeve Trennis. With the Beyonce hair. I love it. I love it so much. Queen Keeve, all hail. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh. She's in her Bayhive era and I love it. Oh my God. Good catch. That's hysterical that you noticed that. <laughs> well, it looks so good. And I was like, I've seen that before. And yeah. Like, ah, single ladies. Oh my God. That's as my dad awesome. would say, the singer Beyonce. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, this is good. It's a good hair look on Beyonce and it looks. Even better, dare I say, mm-hmm. on Keeve Trennis, on Jedi Master Keeve Trennis, which we did know this, but she's going to be traveling aboard her ship called the Geos, which is fucking so sad. Oh, my God. Mm. All right. Anything else? High Republic or books? No, I don't think so. Yeah. So uh, recap slash review on tap. Um, after the break, we will talk some Rise of the Red Blade and just do kind of general thoughts on Ahsoka episodes one and two. Um, yeah. Cool. cool. Works for me. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> We are back. Recap slash review on tap. Kicking us off. Books. Rise of the Red Blade. I forgot when it came out. Like a month ago? Um, Like roughly a zillion years ago or something. I don't know. It was like late July, I want to say, but I don't actually have my notes up yet in front of me. Give me a second. <laughs> yeah. So Laura's done with it. I'm only about 80% through still because I've been too tired to read at night. And that's when I read. It is amazing. I miss Delilah Dawson. Yeah, so much. Um, I have July 18th in my notes is when it was published, but I don't know if that's right. Yeah, close enough. Sure. Yeah, so it actually, I was skeptical about how much of it takes place during the prequel era, and it's a ton of it yeah. that takes place during the prequel era. We find out some cool stuff, like it does in fact confirm that Vader's junk got melted off, <laughs> which... We speculated about that several months ago, I think. We did. It did come up in conversation not too long ago. I remember that. And uh, yeah, that <laughs> the fact that it got confirmed finally in this book, I'm like, that is hysterical. Hysterical timing. It's just really good. And there's other things too, like Mace Windu we see a lot or enough. Yeah. And it's, He's still an asshole. Yeah. We see how Anakin became a Jedi Knight. Yeah. And didn't even have to do the trials. His actual knighting ceremony. Yeah. Got knighted around the same time as our protagonist, Iskat Akaris. Yeah. She's a badass. So from what I've read so far, uh, she is a Jedi Padawan and then 
Clone Wars start, and then she goes to battle, and she's like, hell yeah, I'm good at killing. Why'd they stick me with this, like, library artifacts bitch? And then they're... I mean, that's basically what it is. That's it. (laughs) And then she has to teach kids, and I'm like, we're gonna put her around kids, because they want to, like, keep her from going to the dark side, and... Yeah, but it's like, is that really the answer? Okay. That's... Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So... And then stuff ensues. Obviously, she becomes an Inquisitor, hence the title, Rise of the Red Blade. I'm really loving it. I like the different perspective. I like that she's a species we've never seen yeah. or that hasn't been heard of before. It's it's just really cool and to see the inner workings of the Jedi Temple and things from a different point of view, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I really enjoyed this book. And I, I did the audiobook. I think I listened to it twice, most of the way through twice. Wow. The actress who voiced Ada Forte in the Battle of Jeddah audiobook, um, her name is Kristen C. And she vo- she narrates the whole book. And mm-hmm. she's so fucking good. I absolutely love her as this character. Like, she brings just the perfect voice to her which is crazy because you think about like Ada Forte and Iscatacaris they're very different characters but it works man I'm telling you it's great if you're into audio at all like this is a good one to do the audiobook oh, I can't wait to see what the ending is oh. I'm excited for you I mean like it's weird because apparently like these characters were featured in like a, va- a random Vader comic like huh. some of these characters, I'm like, I had no idea. And they didn't have names, I don't think, during that Vader comic. They just like plucked those two characters out when they're like, write a story about these two and give them whole backstories and shit. So it's like people who had read the Vader comics kind of know, they knew going into it, like where these characters' stories end up. And I didn't realize that. Like, so I don't know. It's just, I really liked not knowing what was going to happen. I was like edge of my seat the whole time, man. I loved it. I found recently with Star Wars books that, I really like or that are really intense or more adult that I read them. I just tend to read them slower. Really? Interesting. Okay. Hmm. This one has a, uh, this book has an author's note at the very beginning, sort of giving like a kind of content slash trigger warning Mm -hmm. that I think is really thoughtful and really well done and kind of sets the tone in a really good way. That's not something I think we've ever gotten before. At least not an author's note like this one. This one's different. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess I kind of know what happens at the end because of that, but, uh, well, not necessarily. You know, you know, I'll find out. Yeah. You'll find out soon enough, I imagine. But yeah, I really, I really enjoyed this book a lot. I thought Iscat was very relatable and sort of some of like her anxieties and how she just feels different and out of place in every phase of her life. It's like before she becomes an Inquisitor, which like that's the title of the story, you know it's coming. Like while she's in the Jedi Temple, while she's an actual Jedi Knight, while she's an Inquisitor, like she just kind of never fits in. And so it's just a constant struggle. But the more that she's kind of allowed to be free, the more she is able to like free herself or like to be herself and it's it's just really kind of rewarding i think watching her come into her own despite the fact that she's coming into her own as like an inquisitor as like a, this person who's doing evil in the galaxy it's just it's a really interesting they pull it off really well delilah dawson does a great job i've always just loved all of her books everything she's involved in is just so very good yeah highly recommend definitely i'm excited to hear your thoughts when you finish the book that'll be interesting I think. Uh, I was so excited to text you when 
I found out that his junk was melted off. I was like, oh my God, it confirmed it. Because I mean, I think about it. If he's laying flat on like molten rock and it's burning all of him, like that's going to burn off. Your junk's going to burn off. Like you just, you can't just lie flat in a pool of lava. I mean. That's what you get for having it on the outside. Yeah. Stupid dudes. Yeah. You guys got to get your, you got to shove your junk up onto the inside like women do. Mm hmm. Every day. Mm hmm. Every night. <laughs> Don't see me getting my junk burned off. Like, come on. It's not hard. (laughs) Uh, Poor Vader. R.I.P. Vader's junk. I mean, at least he made some babies before that happened. Yeah. Sure. Got some use out of it. Oh, yeah. I imagine he got a lot of use out of it during his time with his junk. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Womp womp. Yeah. Um, Iscatacaris is a great character. She's kind of a horn dog, which is, like, kind of funny. Like, because we meet her when she's a teenager. We kind of spend time with her as a teenager and adult. She's just kind of a horny chick, and I love it. And, yeah, Mace Windu is an asshole. Yoda, um, the narrator has to do, like, a Yoda impression. And I sometimes really feel for these narrators, especially, like, women. I don't, like, it's got, it just seems like it's got to be harder to do a good Yoda impression. So I was, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, girl. (laughs) But it was. But besides that, like, even you get used to it, and she does a great job. They also, like, do this awesome thing with the music in this audiobook where mm-hmm. they use some of the prequel music, but there's also, like, original music in it, too. Oh. And, like, some of these, like, emotionally heightened moments mm-hmm. are complemented so well by the music in this in the audiobook. Like, I cannot recommend it enough. It was up there for me in some of my favorite audio things that we've gotten from Star really? Wars. Yeah. Because you're like an audiobook aficionado. I'm getting there, yeah. That's pretty much how I read all these books now. <laughs> like, I just, I can't fucking read anymore, man. I even just, like, installed this, like, new extension into my Chrome. So it will, like, read shit out loud to me. Because I'm just like, I can't read anymore i swear to god like just i spend so much time looking at screens i just can't yeah you're an ear reader yeah i uh which works out i know some people can't you just can't like process when you're hearing it in auditory form and i get that but yeah my eyeballs just get real tired mm-hmm. and i have glasses and they still get tired so oh yeah i have the kendall paper white so it's not like a screen screen yeah i think that probably helps because i i wouldn't be able to read if it were on like an ipad or something that's like colorful and see i've thought about getting a a kindle paperwhite but i'm afraid that i'll get it and i won't ever use it and then i'll have spent money on this thing that i don't use because i'm just going to default to audiobooks if i can i started listening to audiobook for uh light of the jedi just to have something because i'm pretty much out of podcasts or they're they've gone there's fewer now that i finished the tolkien professor yeah similarillion seminar which was like 50 hours of lecture so it's good for when i walk the dogs because i don't have time to like reread it with all the other books coming yeah but that's started god that was a good book nice i'm glad you liked it i'm glad it was worth the length of time that you had to take to read it i feel like you were reading it for like a year all right on to ahsoka star wars ahsoka episodes one and two master and apprentice and toil and trouble and we have our new release time how nice is this that we get it on tuesday nights i guess it doesn't make any difference to you because you're on the east coast so it's still kind of late yeah nine o'clock is when i start getting ready for bed so yeah um i try to start getting ready for bed on those nights but i used to have to get up and i was like planning to i took a vacation day on wednesday anyway when this came out because i was like 
I'm going to be distracted all day. I'm not going to get any work done. I'm just going to give myself the day off to like chill out. Um, and then of course we got screeners. So I did watch it a couple times before, but like Tuesday night being able to like sit and watch it on my couch before and like take notes and everything was so nice. Like, so, so, so yeah, I'm sorry to all the people in the UK that are getting it at two in the morning now. Like, we feel your pain. Literally, that's when it used to come out for me in Chicago was two in the morning. And so I would just have to get up the ass crack of dawn to watch it, which sucked. But yeah, your turn now. Sorry. I'm like, it would be nice if they would rotate, you know, like make it nice for people in certain parts. Like you can, I'll go back to a late night thing again sometime. But give me a year with this. This is awesome. Some nights I'll probably stay up, but there's just, I was like, there's no way I could do two episodes that are like an hour long each. Oh yeah. And I think the rest of the episodes are going to be shorter. Like the first one was 55 minutes. The second one was like 40, 45. Mm -hmm. I think episode three is only 35 minutes or something from what I understand. So I, I don't think the rest of them will be this long. All right. Maybe I'll watch the other ones IRL. Great. Live. Yeah. Keep me posted hey, hey. if you do. We can do a little... little um, Texty text. Yeah, that works. What are they called? Like watch parties? Do they do that on Disney Plus? Oh. Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Haven't looked hmm. into it. I don't know. But it sounds fun. I'm excited either way. Yay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <gasps> the burp poor has returned. Port. <laughs> Yay. He's still here, present and accounted for. Welcome back. Muffle friend. my burps. <laughs> he, don't worry, he gets washed every now and then. Yeah, I mean, I, I assumed. Yeah, I felt <laughs> the need to say it. I need to defend it because he looks a little dirty. I've had him for a while now. He's a little, yeah, he gets washed. I promise. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about Ahsoka. These first two episodes um, that came out on Tuesday when this past week when we're recording this, this was August twenty second. So this episode will come out on the 29th and we'll get another episode. So this will be a nice recap for those of you who listen on the 29th. You're welcome. (laughs) Yay. Well, I want to hear your thoughts first, Alice. I've talked about the show a lot um, on various reviews I've been on. For the most part, I really liked it. I have a couple nits here and there. What, uh, What were your feelings kind of overall with the show? I really liked it. I'm super excited about it. I do have a bunch of stupid questions. Like, love it. I want the background on how did Ahsoka and Hu Yang get back together, you know? I also have a lot of like lingering questions. I wonder if we're ever going to get the answers or if they're just going to be like, you know what? It's fine. Okay. So, also, I was convinced Ezra had a jingle tingle in his pants for Sabine and there was a little like tension there. And then he calls her like a sister in the hologram and i'm like uh oh r.i.p the poor sabezra shippers this is a whole thing that i like i thought for sure i was going to be seeing a lot more of online and i i'm kind of glad i didn't there are a lot of people in the rebels fandom that shipped sabine and ezra i never personally saw it that ship did not appeal to me whatsoever i was Mm -hmm. in it for kanan and Hera, but people were all into it and i do feel bad because i've been in that boat where, like, you ship somebody and you're not getting the satisfaction you need out of it and it sucks. But, yeah, he calls her his sister. And I thought that worked out and I'm kind of glad that they, and I thought it made sense. And I'm glad that they set that in episode one. Set, like, set that up and made that a thing so that people aren't wondering the entire time when they're trying to reunite whether or not these are, like, this is a couple. Romantically. Yeah. I'm glad that they established it early. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we'd made a bingo card for all of our, like, Easter egg want to see what if 
thought. I was so excited that we got fucking live action Clancy Brown playing live action what's his name Ryder Azadi like yeah. I was like he's the perfect age he looks like him it would be perfect I hope it happens and then boom as soon as I saw him I was like yes that was a point for me and I'm really excited about David Tennant being Hu Yang Hu Yang yeah Hu Yang I keep wanting to say who because Doctor Who yeah <laughs> speaking of which so the girls I like to listen to who know everything about everything mm-hmm. I guess in Brotherhood which I didn't read they were talking about Hu Yang and how, like, he was super old and delivered in a blue box. What? Doctor Who, super old, and the blue TARDIS. Oh, my God. And, yeah, yeah, his name is definitely derived from Doctor Who. Like, the fact that it's Hu Yang. I'm sure that that's a reference to it. Super exciting. And also, I just, I loved him and um, as Soak and the Younglings. And the... Um, the like what's it on all the star wars stuff you know how there's that little and it like flashes blue and red and it's all these like faces or oh masks. the like yeah the sort of intro or whatever yeah they added him to it yeah yeah i saw that yeah i like how they change it up for each show like it's still the same vibe but different characters it's just fun yeah so i'm i don't know i'm super excited and i have my first ship ever <gasps> oh my god Alice never ships. Oh, yeah. Oh you know God. about the ship. <gasps> Tell Mortra me. Mortra What? <laughs> Mortra oh, Thorgan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't decide what the best ship name for Morgan Elsbeth and Thrawn was. Uh, so we had a back and forth trying to debate. <laughs> so stupid. Mortra and, yeah, Thorgan. Those were the two winners. Yeah. I think I kind of like, I like, I like it has a double name. I think it's really funny. Oh, to have both? Morthra yeah, Thorgan? Morthra Thorgan. <laughs> it's definitely not hard to say at all. <laughs> I think Morthra is a little more fun. But I, like, I super love every single character we have. I love seeing Morgan Elspeth. I love um, Balin and Shen. I love, like, I think Hera, like, great. I like Mew as Hera. I think the Lizzie, no, not Lizzie. <laughs> Natasha. Natasha. I know. This is the name of our last episode. Natasha Lou Bordizzo. She is great as Sabine. She is. Ahsoka is like really extra stoic to me, but it, I know she's, it seems like she's meant to be that way, but that's a little weird. Yeah. It's a little rigid. Yeah. Chopper was fucking amazing. And one thing with Chopper is I actually felt like I could understand him to a degree. Like I could hear words. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool because it's kind of like they all understand him like perfectly well, you know? And I'm like, are they adding like more words instead of wah, wah? I feel like they may have made it a little bit more clear what ex- what he's saying yeah because yeah it, there, it is fun like you can actually like translate now without mm-hmm. even having like extra context i think it, like you know so much of what we understand from chopper comes from the context of what people are saying around him and i feel like you barely even need that with chopper in this even though of course that that helps where he's like telling yeah. shahara to shoot down the ship and she's like i'm not gonna shoot it down i'm not gonna destroy the whole city underneath <laughs> us he's like shoot it down <laughs> I just like when he was like, hip, hip, hooray. <laughs> He's like, where did my shit go? Like, where'd you put it? Digging through his little junk drawer. Oh, oh so good. 
yeah. I just I I loved so much about it. I don't know. I'm excited. Like I want to know who Merrick is. That the name of the Inquisitor type person that has a mask on. Maroc is how he pronounces it in the show, but you can pronounce it however you want. We'll get yeah, it. Yeah, whatever. I'll do what I want. Do you it. Don't know me. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like I'm excited about everything. I don't have any like big like. Ugh. What did you think about the pacing in terms of like, did it feel slow at all? Like kind of the way that Andor feels a little bit slow in the first couple episodes? No, I was just taking it all in. And there's so much that's familiar. And it's kind of like it hits you like you're in awe a little bit like, oh, it's real life. I can like sit with this character IRL. Yeah. You know, for a minute and then just like taking and seeing Lothal in real life and the little love cat is so cute. Oh my god, it is. I need to know its name. Why doesn't it have a name? I don't know. Give it a hmm. name. Also, do we think by the end of episode two that Sabine took it with her? Do you think it's like stowed away in her bag? I was wondering. I hope that too. And another thing I was wondering is when Sabine first goes on Ahsoka's ship before Ahsoka gets her the map, Ahsoka like goes into a back room and I'm like, is she going to the bathroom? Because I don't think we've ever seen anyone in Star Wars go to the bathroom. No, we see it in Rebels. There's a character in okay. Rebels that goes into the refresher or fresher, whatever the fuck he calls it. But Got that it. was like the first one. And remember AP5 comes in and he's like, get out of here, AP5. It's funny. Oh, I don't think I watched that episode. We didn't Rebels. do it in our rewatch. It wasn't mm. part of our rewatch. Whatever it was, that person, Internet okay. Dave, didn't consider it to be relevant, which is fine. But I'm like, bathrooms, Internet Dave, in Star Wars. This is big. Whoa. Whoa. I mean, I just, I'm excited. I love that it's, you know, the main characters, it's women, mostly. Yeah. yeah. And that also a lot of them are non-human. Yeah. Or non-regular human. I like Natasha Lubordizzo as Sabine a lot. And I think that that, like, she obviously, I think, did a lot of work in terms of fight training, because I thought that some of her action scenes were fucking great. And I think that the Sabine-ness of the role comes through a lot when she's in fighting mode when she's dueling with shin and when she's fighting off the droids like certain like facial expressions i'm like holy fucking shit like there that's sabine like shining through right there it's it just was it was awesome and i got that a little bit with hera too and like i we talked about it i had a lot of reservations about hera and i didn't like the look and i there are some things i still don't like but i think that mary elizabeth winstead sells the absolute shit out of it in some mm-hmm. scenes. And I hope that we get, I, and I think we will just from what we've seen in the trailers and TV clips that have come out. I'm hoping we get more Hera, not in hologram form so that it's just a little bit more, I don't know, in the moment it, it shines through a little bit more. I do think though, in hologram form, one of the scenes is when she was the most Hera. Yes, it is. Like in the hospital. Yes. When she's like, well, you're not going to get blown up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I was like, that is perfect that expression and everything that's her i'm telling you man she sells it i I'm, was happy to be proven wrong because yeah i i was not i was not optimistic about how that was gonna play and it worked really well i think for me yeah yeah pacing a little bit slow i think i didn't notice it the first time i watched it because that first episode is so rebels heavy like rebels ingrained that every mm-hmm. single moment i was just like 
gasping and crying and yeah. stopping and rewinding to be like, oh my God, like, look at live action Lothal. Like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, upon rewatches, because I watched each of these episodes, I think four times, I noticed the pacing a little bit more there where I'm like, okay, I don't need to watch Sabine flip the ball over in her hand over and over again for like mm-hmm. this long, but oh, okay. And yeah, the Kiners doing the music. So good. Excellent. Just beyond excellent. It's so good. Those like Sabine and Hera themes that are playing in the sh- like it just gives me all of the feels. It it was just incredible. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited that we're like traveling the galaxies. Yeah, which is wild. Have to see more Chopper. Have to see what happens with everything. I'm like loving Morgan Elsbeth. Night sister Morgan Elspeth. What? I know. So that's interesting because I think of all the villains in the show, and we kind of have a lot of them at the moment, that she's sort of the most one dimensional for me and kind of the least interesting, which is surprising because the night sister thing is really interesting. But I think she's just very, she comes off a little like one dimensional, mustache twirly, like evil. But I also love that like Shin Hati gives her so much side eye. Like she does not trust her. At Mm -hmm. all. Also, people have been pointing out, I didn't even notice this, but people have been pointing out on Twitter that Shin does not blink like the entire two episodes that she's in it. She like barely (laughs) blinks ever. It's like, I'm like, I need to go back and actually watch and pay attention. But she obviously doesn't trust her. Like, Balin, I don't know. Balin, I think that there's more to him than that. Like, he seems to have a little bit more of like Jedi-ish tendencies where he hasn't fully like let go of all of that yet. Yeah. I mean, they're mercenaries, so they're just whoever pays us the most. Yeah. The New Republic really sucks at transporting criminals. It does. It has a um, not good history going so far. And also, people have gotten really good about being stabbed through the middle with a lightsaber and surviving. Um, Speaking of TikTok, I came across a funny video this morning by an actual doctor. She's like, I'm a medical doctor, and I'm a huge fan of Star Wars, and I want to explain why this works actually and why Qui-Gon didn't survive. And so she like holds up or like she puts in like the background of her video, like an anatomy of like Mm -hmm. the inside of a human torso and shows like where all of the organs and everything are. And she's like, so here's where Qui-Gon got stabbed. It's like higher up and it's in the center. And so she shows like all of those like major aorta like heart valves all this shit that's like right there and she's like yeah Mm -hmm. there's no way that he was going to survive this his lungs are right there his aorta is right there these major valves are here there was just no way she was like with reva it's possible like she could have like hit a kidney maybe where she was stabbed but like the lightsaber would have like wounded and cauterized it and so it like would have kind of like it was a little bit easier to survive same with the grand inquisitor in obi-wan kenobi and she shows um in in with Sabine and how it was like kind of off to the side and lower how it would have been easier to kind of get a through and through without hitting anything major. So it was Hmm. interesting to kind of see. I'm like, I get that it was kind of just for fun. It wasn't like a super serious video. I fully understand people being like, how many people are going to survive lightsaber stabs through the gut? Because it's starting to feel unrealistic. And I completely agree with that. I totally get it. But it was kind of interesting to see this girl kind of walk through, like, here's why it kind of works. Huh. Do you wor- worry a little bit that Sabine's going to die? I'm kind of worried that she's going to die. That never even crossed my mind. She, like, cuts her hair off in that same way that Kanan does. And then she gets stabbed in the, like, in the gut in the first episode. I'm like, I don't know. Is this a little foreshadowing that she's not going to survive this? Nah, I don't think so. 
All right. I don't have that vibe at all. I hope that I'm proven wrong, but I really hope that's not the case because I like the character a lot in live action. Yeah, she's great. Little bit interesting to me that Ahsoka was able to figure out how to like twist the pillars on Arcana and like unveil the map ball, but she mm-hmm. can't figure out how to solve the Rubik's Cube sphere map ball and open it. I'm like, girl, what? And who Yang can't? Like, I don't know. That doesn't really track for me, but it's fine. It's a small little plot thing. It's a MacGuffin, maybe. What? Is it a MacGuffin? Isn't it it's a MacGuffin? It's like a stupid thing that moves a plot forward. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I guess, yeah, it's just a method of moving the plot forward, I guess. Yeah. An object, device, or event that's necessary to the plot. She needed a reason to bring Sabine back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Drives the plot, but serves no further purpose. Guess it does serve a little bit of a purpose, but yeah, that's fair. Very excited to see Thrawn, but yeah, between like Shin and Balin and Morgan and Thrawn, it's kind of a lot of villains mm-hmm. in one show. So I'm kind of wondering if we're not going to get Thrawn until like the very end. Like I would love to be proven wrong, but I'm just like I feel like they've got enough villains to kind of work work on that they're just gonna like save Thrawn until the end maybe I mean I don't really see Balin and co as villains yet yeah that's fair they don't have malicious motivations their motivation is just money and doing a job yeah which is fair I mean the greed component isn't exactly a a pure motive like a well-meaning motive but yeah, I get it. But I, I think sometimes, like, I think that that music that's playing in his hallway scene where you get, like, those little, like, piano, like, just standalone piano notes being, I'm just, mm-hmm. like, I feel like this is almost, like, hinting that he's, there's, like, a softer side to him. Like, it kind of works. It, I thought it was really bizarre the first time I heard it when I was hearing that music playing in his scene in his first, when I first watched it, I was like, this is a really bizarre choice. But I, I wonder if there's some extra meaning behind it that is sort of emblematic of his character. I think I have it in my head that they'll turn good or they'll, they'll like, end up helping instead of harming. I wonder if maybe in episode three we're going to get that face off between him and Ahsoka. Like, we see that in one of the trailers that they're talking, mm-hmm. and he's talking about Anakin. Because there's always so much of the content that we get in these trailers that's from, like, the first two to three episodes of each show. That's, like, a yeah. pretty standard move for Star Wars. So I'm I'm wondering if maybe that'll be next in, in episode three. Probably. Also, it's interesting that Balin's like, oh, yeah, we're going to have unimaginable power when Thrawn comes back. And it's like, why do you think that? Why do you think Thrawn cares about you? Cash money. Do what they want. Money is power. Power is pizza. Mm, I love pizza. I also love pizza. That too good to go thing. One time I went to Wicker Park for my massage, my monthly massage, and I stopped at the pizza place next door to get a too good to go. And I paid like three or four dollars for three giant slices of pizza. It was awesome. Nice. Yeah. And it was good. We just threw it in the oven. We got back and it was great. Yum. Perfect. Again, not an ad for two guys. <laughs> just I'm real excited about like cheap slash free almost food nice all right anything else ahsoka review-esque no i don't think so overall i'm really enjoying it i'm very optimistic about the rest of the season and from what i can see it seems like general audiences aren't having too much of an issue with the show i had kind of seemed like Mm. oh boy i don't know how people who haven't watched rebels are gonna like this this is a lot of rebels lore that you're missing And I live in a bubble in Twitter, and I understand that, but I feel like everything that I've seen, people have been like, oh, my so-and-so hasn't seen it, and they watched it with me, and they liked it. They understood. They had enough background to get who was who and what was what, and I was like, all right. Good to know. So, hopefully that that sticks true. Cool. And Cadex. 
onward. Onwards and upwards on to listener emails slash messages. Yeah, we got one from our friend Aris on Instagram a while back. Um, Our last episode was so long ago, and he was responding to one of our episodes where we talked about the High Republic Phase 2 novel, The Path of Vengeance. And so he wrote us a nice little message uh, responding to that and talking about some of our theories. So... I'm going to enlarge my screen so I can read good. Okay, from Aris. Hello, friends. Finally finished Path of Vengeance today and was able to finally listen to your review. Totally agreed it wasn't as good after Cataclysm, but the mother's ending was everything I wanted it to be. Amen, sir. Uh, Y'all were talking about this. I was also perplexed after how the end of the last book, only Yoda and the other Jedi dude, um, I think Master Sun was that guy's name, Um, They were the only ones who knew about the leveler when they were literally everywhere. But as I was thinking about it, and I think no one else aside from the people on the Planet X mission and no Jedi who survived actually saw the levelers or were told about them. So every time Yana or the Herald were going to, something happened or something stopped or interrupted them. And when Maddie saw them, she thought it was an illusion created by one of the rods. The only one who may have seen it would be Olivia when the mother gets killed, but she may have been too affected by the leveler before it came into the room. So the mother and the Herald are dead. So the secret died with them. And now it's only Yana, Mari... Marta and Sunshine that know about the levelers. Mm. So that I that's actually a great observation. If that's how they did that in Path of Vengeance, where like, and I just like didn't notice, that's awesome. That's like genius, and it's real subtle. They did a good enough job of it that I'm like, I I didn't catch that, and I don't feel like I've read about anybody else catching this. So good catch, Aris. Nice. The only one who would maybe kind of have an idea, um, that Padawan that was with Yaddle, didn't she see like essentially like a heat map of them going and killing. Yeah, her species, I think, has like some sort of special night vision abilities or something. Yeah, like a thermal vision. But think about like how traumatized that that child must be from that battle. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if she like just blocks all of that out, including the levelers. God, phase two is good. I wish we had more of it. I know. I wish I had been longer. I wish I had a resolution for some of the characters that I got attached to. And I was kind of hoping to get that with the uh, Tales of Light and Life book. Mm. And I was left wanting ah. from the very quick browsing that I did of that book. I kind of thought that there would be more resolutions in it. And there were just kind of weren't. Bummer. I know. But what can you do? So yeah, thank you for the message, Aris. It was great to hear from you. Yeah. Curious to hear what you think of Rise of the Red Blade when you get to it. Nice that we were able to talk about that book without spoilers. We didn't really do spoilers for that, did we? Nothing that, you know, that gives away a big plot or important emo elements. Look at us. Good for us. Shall we move on to trips? Trips. 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 Ta-da! Bum, 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 bum. Three. I'm thinking about being a total dick to you and giving you Clone Wars movie trivia. (laughs) I've only seen it once. I know. (laughs) So, sure. I can take guesses. It's gonna suck. All right. Yeah. You said you want to do three? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. I'll go easy on you. Who directed the Clone Wars film? George Lucas. Eh. Want to try again? Dave Filoni. Correct. (laughs) 
Half a point. Yes, well done. Which character goes to Tatooine to inform Jabba the Hutt that Anakin is looking for his son? He also goes to negotiate. That's another hint. Obi-Wan? That's correct. Yes. In the Clone Wars film, and really the Clone Wars in general, the clones have a special nickname for battle droids. What is it? Clankers. Correct. Wow. Nailed it. I thought you were going to ask me the the son's name and i was like god what is it like stinky or stinker or burpy or that's like the first question in my in my flashcards um and it's uh rada oh don't they have a nickname for him stinky ahsoka calls him stinky okay all right <laughs> there we go oh my god what if rada shows up in the ahsoka show <laughs> Gross. he'll be like i know you mm-hmm. or will he what about those huts that were in t-bop were one of those Rada, maybe? No, I don't think so. I think they named them, or they, like, mm-hmm. revealed the names at one point. Because I, I remember people being like, holy shit, what if it's Rada? And it wasn't. Ah. Uh, okay. Sad. Yeah. Are you ready? This is a pretty, like, good card. Oh, sweet. I am very ready. Who is the first to spot Count Dooku on his speeder preparing to escape Geonosis? Oh, fuck. Mmm. On his speeder. Anakin? Obi-Wan. Fuck. All right. Which Jedi crosses lightsabers separately with both Dark Tyrannus and Dark Sidious? Read it again. Which Jedi crosses lightsabers separately? So in separate instances, but crosses lightsabers with both Darth Tyrannus and Darth Sidious? Hmm. Anakin? Yoda. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. That that tracks. Got it. Yeah, because I guess Anakin never, like, really used his lightsaber against Sidious. Sidious had already lost his saber, I think, by the time Anakin showed up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Yeah, these are hard. Um, Who, during the speeder bike chase, says, keep that one. I'll take these two. Original trilogy. Hint. Luke? Yes. yes. Ding, ding, ding. God, I was going to be so mad. I forgot all of them wrong today. <laughs> I know. I'd be like, join the club, man. Very nice. Um, I think we should give up on Limb Watch. I refuse to give up on Limb Watch because I'm winning, but we didn't have any new ones to add. That we're aware of, but no one's telling us. Yeah, but we're like watching all the on-screen stuff and we're reading books. We're just not reading comics or playing the games. Yeah. And fair. I feel like it's hard to count the games because anybody, any player can just go around cutting off limbs if you want to it's not like that's mm-hmm. canon okay so there you Limb go watch yeah as far as we know from june there are five laura guessed eight for the year i guess 17 laura is winning yeah i'm not giving up on this <laughs> all right <laughs> that's exactly why <laughs> what to expect from our next episode goal is september 12th we'll talk about ahsoka three and four don't know what else. We'll see. Waiting for the news. Yeah. Well, um, by the time that comes out, the From a Certain Point of View Return of the Jedi book will be out. Fair warning, it's massive. It's a huge book. Mm-hmm. So I don't anticipate that we'll be done with it by then. But um, that's an option. And I think that's it. Unless there's other stuff coming out that I don't know about comics or something that we're not reading. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. And last but not least... Toast 2. What you got, Laura? Okay, so there's a bunch of shows that just came back, and I'm real excited about Only Murders in the Building. Um, And just like that, just ended. It's season two. It's a fucking god-awful show. It is so bad, and I cannot look away. 
The writing's awful. The acting is awful. I refuse to stop watching it. Is it bad like the Gossip Girl reboot that, thank God, got canceled? I don't know if it's that bad because it keeps getting renewed. It's already renewed for season three. It's terrible. And I will continue to watch it because I need it for some reason. Because nostalgia. So there you go. Hmm. We talked about the Barbie movie a little bit. I fucking love the Barbie movie so much. I saw it twice in theaters. Um, I can't wait till I can watch it at home on repeat. Um, and I'm rewatching Hannibal right now. I've rewatched it now a couple times. It's on Hulu. If you're into watching horror, I'm really not, but I fucking love that show. So 10 out of 10 recommend. It's got Mads Mikkelsen, aka Galen Urso, as the star. I, right now I'm planning a trip to San Diego and Temecula Wine Country. Gonna go see family out there in the next couple, mo- couple months. Ooh. So if anybody has any recommendations for vineyards or something in Temecula or things to do in San Diego besides like the zoo. I know that there's a zoo and it's supposed to be great. I get it. I probably won't go, but there are kids everywhere at zoos, but, and I've been to the zoo before there, but if anybody else has like restaurant recommendations and shit, I would love to hear them. I know I need to reach out to Roca and to Kevin Smuts because they both live there. So I'm sure they know stuff too. <laughs> and then nice. last, um, I am so fucking excited about this item that I bought that is like a soda maker. I'm not going to say which one, but it's the one that everybody has. I'm fucking obsessed with it. It's so fun. And now I don't have to spend $9 on like an eight pack of LaCroix multiple times a week because now I can just make my own soda at home and squeeze some fresh lime into it. And it's fucking delightful. Yay. Yay. Welcome to the club. Yeah. Yay. Soda making club. It's a great club to be a part of. What are you toasting to this week, Alice? Well, I finally finished reading The Simulrillion like a month or so ago. Month and a half. I don't remember. Month and a half ago, which I'd been working on for like a million years, and I was bringing it up in like every episode. Somehow there was a reference to it. I'm done. I finished it. Yes. Also, speaking of shows ending, granted, it's the series finale of Riverdale was last week. Thank God. Hmm. I just had to see it through because I'd watched all of it. Okay. But it's, it was bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't have to watch it anymore. Good. I did my 100th Peloton walk today. Oh my gosh. Look at you. That's so exciting. I did a live class hoping that she would say my name. Like, because they call usernames for milestones and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know that they always do that. And I I never do live classes, so I'll never hear my name. But yeah. yeah. Maybe next time you do a live class, maybe they'll see it. And they'll be like, oh, look, she recently got it. Got a milestone. Yeah, I don't do a lot of live classes because they're usually like instructors I'm not interested in. Fair. And I like being able to see what the playlist is and yeah. you can only see those on the reruns. Oh. Also, Wheel of Time is coming back on Friday and it's a long weekend because of Labor Day. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I can't wait. Labor Day is always like so annoying because I've always got like busy work shit going on so I can never travel or anything, but that's okay. It's... It gets better, a little bit easier every year. So. Nice. So that's all we got. Okay, dokes. That brings us to the end of episode 102. Hope you've enjoyed. Welcome back. We haven't had one of these in a long time, as we've now mentioned five times. <laughs> so if you like what you hear, spread the news. Tell people about our little show. Give us five-star reviews. Thumbs up on whatever podcast listening thingy you use. 
you want to get in touch with us, you can interact with us on Twitter and Instagram at Forest Toast Pod. You can interact with me at Shut Up underscore Laura, and you can interact with Alice at Slaya All Day. You can also email our show at ForcedToastPod at gmail.com if you want to tell us about why everybody getting stabbed in Star Wars upsets you or doesn't upset you. Maybe hmm. you're also a medical doctor and you want to explain to us why it makes sense. I don't know. It's do whatever you want, man. We'd love to hear from you. And you can subscribe to us on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and Google. I can't think of anything. Sublime! <laughs> yes, that's a good one. Let's say it one more time, really good. Sublime! Nice. <laughs> so he's not on the show anymore, so now she's back. Uh-huh. Because trash bag Angelina, dirty hamster, talked her into it. Uh-huh. Cool. Cool.